Now the question is when AI starts being used more and people start posting this content that AI has produced, it's going to end up back on the internet, which is just in the future going to refeed the AI train the new AI models. So the AI just practically going to be training itself to a degree. Why not? Because the AI can tell what it's created. You think so? Can it tell what other AI has created? Not yet, but they will. I know JetGPT because you can do it now. Like if you have a write a prompt and you read another JetGPT the same prompt mm-hmm. and tell it who wrote this, it can specify if it wrote it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. To another week. Your favorite crypto podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. Ayo. 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 Sorry, another Ayo. It's been a wild one, William. It's been wild. I woke up this morning feeling feeling all fuzzy. I got a, some adrenaline kick. 56974 dollars as of right now. Current price of Bitcoin absolutely skyrocket this is mayhem it is mayhem it's uh, unprecedented some may say and then they want to say the etfs were failures blah 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 the etfs the bitcoin etfs are the greatest successful etf launches of all time they're they're absolutely demolishing all other records except before this all righty I already have a chart for this. I'm, I'm sure you do, William. So this is Bitcoin Archive on Twitter. So he posted this. Where is it? Where is it? Today, 10 in the morning. Justin, Bitcoin ETFs are catching up to gold ETFs for assets. 4.7 billion for Bitcoin, 929 billion for gold. After just 31 trading days. I'm going to show Alex the chart so you can see it. You know what it is? Of course, it doesn't include GBTC, which holds like 30 billion of that 10, essentially, of the 40. <clears throat> and, you know, their outflows and whatever. That's currently what's held. And that's an, abs- an absurd, absorbed, absorbent, absorbent, a word amount of Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, they so. What I saw was as of Monday, they bought like 9,000 plus Bitcoin. The, the, all the ETFs combined. In one day. In one day. And there's only 900 Bitcoin being made a day. Exactly. That's just. They're buying almost 10. More, we said than, more this, than 10x. We've said this on multiple podcasts. Yeah, this is the third, I think the third week in a row where we're saying this. That they buy 9,000 a day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> where they're buying so much Bitcoin. That's why the market just keeps on pumping up. And once once uh, the American market closes, Asia wakes up Asia, and just starts buying it up too. Asia starts waking up, and then after Asia comes Europe, and then just Bitcoin is a twenty four seven market. It's always it's always able. You can always buy Bitcoin. You can always sell Bitcoin. It doesn't matter where you are. Not ETFs, one time but to, yeah, not the ETFs. The ETFs are just they were the catalyst for this for this little uh, momentum that we're getting. And to say that it is a failure is just absolutely ludicrous. It's uh, almost comical, one might say. So essentially, rough math. Rough maths. Rough math. I don't do any other math. It's not rough. If in a month we have about 25 business days, DTFs are only allowed to buy, as you know, business days. At 9,000 Bitcoin a day, that is 225,000 Bitcoin a month that they're buying. If they keep it at, and if they keep at nine thousand, five, uh, five business days. Well, the market won't open any other. Yeah, day. yeah, it won't <laughs> open the effects. But if they keep on buying at nine nine thousand Bitcoin a day, that's that. It's a lot of Bitcoin. It's so, a whole lot of Bitcoin. Just for shits and giggles, we're gonna do times twelve. That's and not. We- that's not gonna happen with it. They're not gonna buy up that much Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I just said for shits and giggles. Okay, you're right. You did say that. <laughs> that's very fact. Dana, that's did. not the first thing I said? Yeah, yeah you could just be rolling roll it back. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely said that. 100%. Thank you. Okay. That's 9.27. I mean, 2.7. I'm sorry. 
2.7 million bitcoin yeah of course in one year of course obviously that's not gonna happen because the price the demand the price would just skyrocket keep on skyrocketing yeah no one that'd be insane they're not gonna buy that much yeah it wouldn't work out but they can buy michael saylor isn't selling any of it to them he's not selling any he's not well he tweeted today don't sell your bitcoin (laughs) yeah why would you (laughs) you can't sell that you can't see it michael michael saylor says it This is, this is why the internet gets uh, like uh, this label of uh, just full of degens because people like like me and William say don't sell it just don't sell it or no 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 better better yet so we hear someone on the internet say oh don't, don't sell, sell it, it. And, and then we're like, like don't sell it, don't sell it. <laughs> but the thing is it just comes out of economic principle it makes sense not to so sell it's it. such a hard cap asset yeah exactly Limited supply, hard to acquire, just, just secure, just all all things around it. But just under AUM, it will easily surpass gold within a year. Okay. In assets, just like in dollar price, mm-hmm. surpassing gold within a year or less. Assets under management under ETFs. Gold. Would you say? Would you say that it would pass the the gold total market cap in a year? Yeah. What's the gold total market cap right now? I don't think it would. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what I don't it is, it but I think if I remember correctly, it's it's a, it's a lot. It's no an astronomical amount. It's the number one asset in the world. Um, that's essentially what I'm asking. Would Bitcoin become number one asset? Um, I think it's like ninety trillion. No, not right now. What's Nine, it at? Thirteen. Thirteen trillion. Yeah. Okay. What did I say? Ninety trillion. Then? That's a, I, you said ninety. I'm like that's a stupid number. This is stupid. <laughs> it's just because the amount of gold at the mm-hmm. price is just absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Bitcoin reaches Bitcoin currently is at a one trillion dollar market cap. Um, let me pull up a trading view real quick. Yeah, I don't think Bitcoin will. I don't think we'll see ten, ten trillion flow into Bitcoin like that this year. Um, but we will definitely be seeing a good amount. Let me see. What you, what you looking for? I can pull a chart. Rainbow chart. Oh, pull the, up a the, chart. I know what you're looking for. What am I looking for? The little chart that goes like it, the outer inner bounds of like certain. No. So currently at current Bitcoin price, um, it's current market cap. It's one point one trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not like, 10. Tri- that's no. 10 no is way. Ridiculous. For that to happen. Get, so right now, a <clears throat> hundred, a hundred thousand puts at two. So another fifty puts at three at uh, two and a half, right? Is that how that works? About oh yeah, that sounds about right. Because we're currently at fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Fifty thousand, yeah. We're we're at one another. Fifty-seven thousand, so one hundred fourteen thousand would uh, make another. it. Would make it one point. We're at one. We're at one point one. Doubling it so would make it. Keep at it two. at one. So fifty thousand puts it at one. Mm-hmm. Two. Two hundred thousand puts at two, mm-hmm. one hundred fifty puts at three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not gonna, it's, it's not gonna reach ten. There's no way. He's like, I'm done with this rough math. I'm pulling out the calculator. <laughs> Give me a second. He's like, this is getting out of hand. Yes. But yeah, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not gonna get there. To to ten ten trill. Not this cycle, at least. But. It's like Michael said, you don't sell your Bitcoin. You just wait until you start pricing things in Bitcoin. Then, then you could start selling it because, well, it's not even selling it. Just use it. 500,000 puts it at, at 10 trillion. 500,000 Bitcoin puts it at 10 trillion dollars. Yeah. So essentially. That's next market. That's next cycle. Give or take. For sure. Like for sure. Next cycle, we'll see that. If we see it this cycle or not, I think that's kind of, uh, what's the word? It's a little optimistic. Yeah. So 500,000, we'll put it at that to get 13, uh, 650. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around yeah, pretty much. So it would surpass it in two more cycles, essentially. 
Yeah. Eight more years. Respect. I think it'll do it in less. <laughs> Probably. It'll do it in less. Probably. We only have ETFs right now in Bitcoin and look at the price action. Yeah. Wait until other institutions are getting involved. Wait until other countries are getting involved. Yep. Big players on big players are big. So they're gonna they're gonna come and they're gonna change the game for real. But that's how much it would take to get Bitcoin to that. Yeah. It just we are getting surprisingly close to the all time high. And it's not even the so, happening. So currently, crypto Twitter, crypto, uh, crypto YouTube, crypto podcast at this point too, they're all saying happening before happening, all time highs hit. Yeah. Some people are even saying two weeks, ten days, three weeks. Like from now? From from right now. From, from current right price. Now. That's crazy. That. Uh, we just saw. It's possible, but like. The, I, the reason why I'm saying it's crazy is just like we've never seen that before. No. The happening is always what catalyzed um, the price of Bitcoin. And it hasn't even happened yet. So that's not even the catalyst. Wait until that kicks in. Miners are producing half of what they're making a, a day. So 450. 450 Bitcoin a day. And if these ETFs keep on buying 9,000 Bitcoin a day, oh my. Oh, we're not ready for that. So to put it in perspective, at around this stage, this is, uh, this person on X posted her lady of crypto one posted that at this stage, Bitcoin was 130 percent from its all time high in 2016. 130 percent away. Yeah. So like it had that much gap. It had 100, yeah. In 2020, it was 100 percent away from the all time high at this stage. And we're currently sitting at around 20% away from all-time high. So I just ran a, a Fibonacci from not all-time lows. I'll tell you exactly what lows I use. I just ran it from the 38,000 mark that we hit a couple of weeks back to current to current price, which is 57,000. At that price range, our next level, which we would be hitting on the Fib, which we already have price history, so we would know would be 69,000, respectfully. Mm-hmm. Is exact. Wait, give me a second. Get my ruler. Is exactly twenty one percent, and the exact number is sixty nine thousand one hundred eighty eight. Yeah. From current price to next fib. Current price to next fib level, mm-hmm. which right now that's that's the that's the all time high. Yeah, that's all time high. We've, we've we've tested it before. So you, the next marker after that all time high. Well, after breaking that all-time high, on the fib is eighty-eight thousand. Is that from current price? From current price, from so thirty-eight thousand mm-hmm. to current price. Oh, okay, that's from the way the fib is running. Okay. Okay, so the way Fibonacci works is you th- you go from the lower point thirty-eight thousand. It depends which way you're running, to, it, but yes, to the current price, and then it'll show you what the next like. It gives mark- you an idea of what the next market could be. It could easily break. It could go right underneath it, but it gives you a range. And the fibs indicate like take profits. Typically, because their points of resistance. With, with, oh, so, on most altcoins, if there's no history, and depending where you catch it, it does indicate a take profit zone. However, since there is history in Bitcoin, and everyone knows it will happening, and it typically goes parabolic after happening and after breaking its previous all time high, your all your next take profit zone wouldn't really be sixty nine. Mm-hmm. It would really be the eighty eight or the I think it was eighty eight. The number I said. Yeah, your next take profit zone on Bitcoin wouldn't be the 69. It would really be the 88. Right. And that's like, obviously, on a weekly basis, like it's on a bigger time frame, not a shorter one. Yeah. Because it's not doing that in three days, right? Yeah. No. So you look at a, at a longer time frame. Also, going back to what Sailor said, he's like, I don't trade. He doesn't trade Bitcoin. He just buys it and he holds it. He just buys it and holds it. Like That's all they do. Well, and now they're going to start, as we said last time, build on it. Yeah, they're, he's transitioning MicroStrategies from a data analytics company to a Bitcoin development company. Yeah. It's publicly traded. Correct. It's the first publicly traded Bitcoin company. Which, to, to add to that, if you would see what percentage-wise 
it when Bitcoin pumps to when MicroStrategies or S or STX or like any crypto or any Bitcoin token or crypto asset like attached asset, it does like almost fifteen percent more. The like the un, not the underlying asset, but the so other. like Bitcoin derivatives. Bitcoin derivative derivatives. Yeah. Do better. Higher percentage yield. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't own the underlying asset, but you get the if you're just looking for the money aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if pump. you're looking to trade or like just monetary, yeah. And since we're already on Bitcoin. What's up with Bitcoin? So this is from... Besides the price. <laughs> besides the price. This is the Bitcoin therapist. Bitcoin on, therapist. On X. I might need one of those. He goes, someone please check on Peter. BTC. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but it shows 2011. <laughs> right? And it's a $1, it's a $1 Bitcoin. It's a $1,900 gold. Mm-hmm. It shows 2024. $57,000 Bitcoin, $200 gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been thirteen years. That's funny. I just saw it. And I, it was funny. Poor Peter. Yeah, not even that. There's a lot of outflows from mm-hmm. gold ETFs. Mm-hmm. Whether they're going to Bitcoin or not, there's just a lot of outflows. You know what I learned about Peter Schiff? What do you learn? Um, his main business is gold. Like he buy, he sells gold. Like his, his. And all right. Although he's big against like talking against crypto mm-hmm. apparently he accepts bitcoin as payment but he just never talks about it publicly yeah because that would undermine his like under his business his business because if he's selling gold as like oh this is the the best the premier store value and then he starts talking all this hype about bitcoin then he's shifting away yeah he's shifting away from his primary business but you see that's the thing if you're selling something with false pretenses like that, I'm not saying false pretenses is not a bad store of value because it does store its value, I guess. Um, not accounting for inflation. Mm-hmm, of course. Not accounting for inflation. <laughs> um, but gold does have other use cases, uh, i.e. it's it's pretty and it's a electric electrical conduit. So it's used in a lot of technology. In every computer out there, there's gold. Um, so it has its use case. Just there's a better product for store of value. And if he's going to want to stay in the gold business, I think what he needs to do is shift his marketing strategy from the best store of value to the second best. No, not the second best, but like, oh, it's pretty. <laughs> Yo, you just went from the f- number one store of value to it's pretty. And you can use it for electricity. Yeah, that's, it's that's pretty cool. much that's the, that's the underlying value of gold. That's funny. So on a very similar narrative in terms of people who don't want to change their strategies, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. So I remember how we talked about Jamie Dimon mm-hmm. a couple, almost a month, a couple months back now, maybe couple, last year. A couple weeks ago. No, oh. last year. Oh, yeah, last year. And we talked about how he's going to start selling um, shares of, of uh, JP Morgan. Of JP Morgan. And we were the... We were we just, we said that they're oh, yeah, well, he's going to buy Bitcoin. wonder what he's buying with yeah, that. We yeah, we kid. So... Currently in the market, there's a lot of heavy hitters selling lots of shares of I'm of of um, stock. Mm-hmm. So Bezos has sold like within the last like month mm-hmm. two billion worth of Amazon, like two three billion. times. Or like yeah, three times for six billion total. Oh wow. Jamie um started setting off his his uh sold off 150 million worth of, of Chase uh, mm-hmm. as we talked about. So everyone in the markets, like Twitter, Twitter CEOs or, are or, selling stocks, and they're yeah. all thinking like, "Is this the top? Are they taking pro- like they're taking profits?" That's what exactly. But, what but the speculation is, do they? They're all saying like, I, "I saw this headline," and it goes, "Do they know something that you don't or that we don't?" Mm-hmm. And just like, "What? Well, you really paid attention?" Because I heard on a podcast, everyone's like, "Ah, mm-hmm. speculating." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, he's well, at least for Jamie Dimon, he sold. He said he was going to sell it mm-hmm. last year in Q1 mm-hmm. to whatever taxes and all that." And I ha- I heard it on PBD's podcast, the Biz Doc talk about it. They like they brought it up, and it made me realize I'm like they're talking about. It. I'm like no, like don't go speculating here. This is not what they did. Uh-huh. I I know I I'm a, I'm caught up. So apparently, which I didn't know this, since Be- uh, Bezos uh, sold six billion worth, he by legal like lo- by law or like legally, mm-hmm. he can't sell that much in one day. Okay, he has to spread it out. He has to spread it out because he that take, outflow take, would tank the stock in one day. Yeah. 
I didn't know that like he had that like mm-hmm. it would be that bad. Yeah, that's that comes with regulation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're here just like dumped it, sell. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't know like it would cause such a big dip if he sold either two or four or six billion. Yeah, well like the, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know what percentage of Amazon stock does Bezos own. He owned uh, 11, I think, now uh, before he sold. I don't know how much it is after he sold, but I think he owed like 9 point something percent. Okay, yeah. Th- th- that's, that's, that's like the main crux of it. That's a huge stake mm-hmm. in a company. Most that size. Bitcoin whales don't own that much per stake of the entire, of the yeah. entire network. So they could dump all... Yeah, it's going to hurt because it's still sizable, but it's not 9% of, yeah, of, of the total market of total. No, I just saw that and I was just like, oh, like interesting. I'm like, I'm also glad someone also brought up the fact of not crypto Twitter. I mean, Twitter uh, X mm-hmm. saying they're all, they know something where everyone else says, like, no, you paid attention. They said they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. At least Bezos didn't say it, but. So people on, on Twitter or on X are saying that, oh, they know something like, yeah, like, 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 like they are, just got some brand new Are news. they selling because it's the top of the market and they know it and it's time to start because the market's going to crash? Mm-hmm. Or is it something else? Or and some- it's the tax thing. The what? We're like it's selling it Q one right before right before they file taxes. It's probably it's probably for like some tax benefit. Well, for Jamie, it was just like yeah. he already pre he had to pre he has to pre say it, mm-hmm. and Bezos is just like, I need six billion. Mm-hmm. I got shit to do. Wait, so he's not allowed to sell that much, but he still sold it. Oh no, yeah, because he's, he's not allowed to sell. That's why he day. broke it up. That's why he sp- he, sp- he did it within a month, like mm-hmm. three times. Yeah. It's like um uh I think MicroStrategy, I don't know if they did this for their last purchase, but for prior purchases, when they were buying up millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, they didn't buy it all at once. Well they just bought it all at once last time. Yeah. So that's just what I'm saying. Like beforehand it was like they would stagger it. Like 'cause they would they would they would raise the price too fast exactly. on, their, on themselves. On themselves. Yeah. That makes sense. So I then, think uh, Elon also bought like that. Yeah, in Elon the prior bought, market bought something. I I don't. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Bitcoin. T- Tesla, Bitcoin. I don't know. It might. Be, oh yes, it was Bitcoin. He, I remember, Bitcoin, um, I remember him spots. tweeting. He's like, "Oh, is there anyone uh, who can help me write write that code out?" Yeah. So it buys it like on the lows of without before, and mm-hmm. then stops buying. Yeah, it waits until as, it, it kind of like balances out like uh, market volume. Yeah. So like how much is being bought and sold. So that they don't just start putting in a bunch of bids and, and then just like do, 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 just do. eats up all the bids, anything lower than that. But yeah, uh, to shift notes, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Into AI, just to bring it back because it's always it's always a popular topic. More AI. It's more AI. But in this case, uh, it's more so backlash from a deal made with an AI company. In this case, specifically Reddit, again, facing scrutiny from its users. Why do I say again? Well, because last year they were facing a lot of scrutiny with uh, their like their decision to start charging people for their APIs. And now what they're doing is selling users' information uh, to an AI company. All this is they're doing this to raise uh, their value pre-IPO. Because they're about to go public. I was about to talk about that. Oh, you're talking about their IPO. Oh, IPO. Yeah. So I uh, when is that? Because I saw that they're about to IPO. So I don't have a date. It doesn't have a date here. What I have is, if this is on crypto.news. The link will be down below. It says, social network Reddit holds Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Polygon. According to its initial public offering filing with the SEC on February 22nd, the company said it's experiments with the blockchain technology and crypto tokens complying with disclosures requirements as it plans to go uh, public under the ticket RDDT. Um, so I guess the main thing was it just, it just, they had to state that they own crypto, that they own crypto. And that this is the second um, line of that is the company also said that its products and engineering team leveraged cryptocurrencies for specific use cases earlier this year on the social media giant confirmed for formatting oh forthcoming ipo slated for oh slated for march reddit plans to offer 10 percent of its shares after being valued at 10 billion in 2021 yeah 
Yeah, so their IPO is coming up next month. Just days away is March. Well, today's the 27th. By the time this episode gets posted, oh, happy leap year. Or oh, it's, it's a white leap year. Because it's, cause it's this post, this episode will come live on Thursday, 29th, God willing. And. Oh, that's, yeah, that's you're a, right. Yeah, it's a leap year. It's a leap year. Oh, day. snap. I didn't do that. It will be our first episode on a leap year. Yeah. It would be our first. <laughs> so, meaning if we're lucky, uh-huh. another four years from now, and we're still doing this, mm-hmm. there'll be one another episode on a leap year. Another episode. On if a leap we keep year. the schedule the same. Yeah. Is the leap year always on a Thursday? I don't know. It would move to a Friday, right? We'll just, we'll just pump. We'll just pump. We'll just pump it up for pump, that episode. Pump, pump out another episode. Um, but yeah, last year Reddit was facing a lot of heat because they started charging third-party uh, developers to use their APIs. Uh, this pissed off a lot of people because it, it ended up causing one of the largest um, third-party applica- applications that was using Reddit on mm-hmm. the App Store to shut down. Uh, the company that was essentially making very little money because they were just like trying to provide a cool product um, and offered most of its services for free when they got the news that Reddit was going to charge them $2.50 per user, uh, that immediately, they're going to be charged with an immediate fee of $20 million. This app is was called Apollo for Reddit. That's a fat amount of money, by the way. Especially for a company that doesn't make... That a, doesn't make a dime. Yeah. Um, so the CEO at the time was like, yo, like they tried to negotiate with Reddit. They didn't, they weren't budging. And a lot of moderators for reddit were also super upset because they use third-party applications to help moderate their their subreddits because of I course mean, like wall street bets has hundreds of thousands of, of subreddit of subreddit of redditors on on that subreddit like you can't monitor that easy with a team of 10 people like you need impossible you need tools so they're gonna charge them two dollars and fifty cents for each of their and they have two million users exactly they have so it's insane yeah um so all the all the moderators started like protesting uh to the point where they're saying okay we're, we're just gonna shut down the, the subreddit no activity nothing we're gonna take everything down until reddit takes us out and takes out that 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 call because reddit was just trying to boost revenue of course of course yeah you'd immediately boost it by 20 million dollars just on that one subreddit on that well. on that one like it was an application it was so it was like a, a client that would act as reddit it, oh i get you uh, but it was just like formatted differently they're still generating ad revenue for reddit yeah i got you because got they're still you. driving traffic to the website but so moderators were upset they brought down their subreddits um big subreddits it started off with a, a handful of like major subreddits but then it ended up going down to like eight thousand some subreddits. Yeah, even the smaller ones couldn't afford it. They no, the smaller ones just were like, "Damn, man, this is messed up." Like, nah, I'm taking everything. Oh, uh, in um solidarity. Yeah, solidarity. They're like, okay, so yeah, no, if this is messed up, what Reddit's doing? So they all Reddit fired back. Reddit threatened them, saying, "Oh, if you don't bring back your subreddits, we're gonna remove you from the moderator and take away the subreddit from you. Give it to someone else." Because you could claim a subreddit. So let's say, okay, let's say I I want to create a subreddit for pixie pink, dust. I was gonna say pink highlighters. Those okay, th- we're on the same page. Yes. <laughs> so then, um, I could create a subreddit and we could just have a whole conversation on pink highlighters. But then, since it's very centralized and Reddit's the one in control, you're the like, current owner of it. Yeah, I would be the current owner, the moderator for that for the subreddit. But then, since Reddit's all on Reddit servers and it's all there, they don't you don't like they don't like what you're doing. They kick you off. I good. can come in and yeah, become and, a new moderator and or assign a different moderator. Yeah, essentially kicking me out of the, my own uh, subreddit. Your own that you created. That I created. Um, then the hackers got involved. They're like, oh, if you don't do, if you don't take out the APIs, then um, we're gonna release leaked information, uh, docked, uh, doc documents that they have. I don't know if they did. I couldn't see it, but I saw that, they, that other people were getting involved also. So it wasn't even just the people who use Reddit. It was just other people. I mean, I'm pretty sure hackers use Reddit too, though. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're just over... But, um, they're over, overstepping boundaries. No, there's a word for it. It's like when the government... Oh, they're doing over... They're doing uh, overreach. overreach. Yeah. 
Um, and now what they're doing is selling users um, uses information, like how they use Reddit mm-hmm. to an AI company. The AI company that they're that they're selling the information to is undisclosed. We don't know who it is, um, but it is a whopping sixty million dollar contract. So Reddit's going to generate sixty million dollars in revenue uh, by selling your information to this AI company so they could train their models. Information is digital gold. And, well, obviously, Redditors are not happy about this because at no point did... Oh, yeah, there's there's other, like, information that Redditors know that Reddit will sell for for advertisement space or whatever, data that will be sold. But how you use Reddit specifically, like very granular information, they're like, this is too much. So Reddit's facing more backlash. All How's that legal? I mean, I'll, that's a thing. So of course like, it becomes legal because you sign the... So they, they update the terms of, terms of agreement. No one reads it. And it says, whatever information you're, you provide us, we're, we have the legal right to use it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it just... Um, it's causing a lot of... Uh, like conversations to come up because like reddit has backlogs of how you use reddit of course so it's not just any information from this point forward it's all the information from that point earlier too so you develop a history of like how much how degeneracy you, should be on reddit of how you evolve. So without the gener- like that would be a dirty reddit's bad that'd be a dirty ai reddit 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 gets bad like, like all the conspiracy theories okay, all well, like actually reddit's been cleaned up a lot like a lot, yeah, but it has a backlog. That's true. I now, mean, I'm saying now. You, I don't know if that okay, because okay, for reference, Reddit had a whole subreddit where it was watch people die. It was really, just, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't really use. Reddit. I was very morbid in high school. I used to watch some videos every once in a while. It popped up on the feed, and I'd be like, "Yo, that's crazy." I mean, Instagram shows you people dying now, left and right. Yes, correct. But Reddit took them off. Oh, Instagram puts up like people like Instagram shows you like well, all types of access. What, what happened was uh, watch people die actually gained too much popularity, and then some people were like, "Oh no, they shouldn't be on Reddit. There is respect to the family." We're like, well, this is Instagram inf- don't it's just information. Nobody. There's like a lot of the times you couldn't really see the f- the people's faces. Not in Instagram, it shows you yeah. <laughs> Instagram and, and X. You go up like, "This is who they are." I was like, "Dude." Yeah, so Reddit actually got cleaned up a lot because they. On top of that, they took off a lot of stuff. Reddit used to be known very well um, within the darker communities, like the really like hidden, hidden in the shadows type stuff, where yeah. like sex trafficking, drugs telling, like a whole bunch of like dark net stuff. But it got cleaned up. So if that part of the information is going to the AI, I don't know. Um, God help us if it does. <laughs> if it does, I guess. I mean, it's just terrible. Like, all these apps are terrible. Like, they all feed you what you watch, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you, you are the reason you're you're getting that content. That is true. Yeah, it becomes like an echo chamber to a degree. Right? I sometimes just start, like, start liking other things. Just to get new Just stuff. to get rid Yeah. Yeah, I do that too, actually. Clean up the feed. Clean up the feed. I, I'm currently, like, my Discover page has a bunch of Power Ranger stuff now. Nice. Damn, I got something in my eye, man. This guy. It's like annoying. It's like I see it. Okay. Like I'll get like either clips of like Power Rangers, like Mega, like mainly the Megazord stuff. Not mm-hmm. even like just fights. Just yeah, like, yeah, just the. It's the, either like the full on Megazord fight. The Megazord is pretty cool. Not or like me- the Megazord toys. Okay. Yeah. It's either awesome. one or the other. I wonder. Uh, uh, have you gotten any like eBay listings of the of the of the Megazord toys? No. I've mainly gotten pages that sell like Megazord stuff, but okay. it makes sense because that's the page I'm going to post. Yeah, it. okay. And I'm just like, and I'll just look at. It, I'm like, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I and also just brings me back to like, oh, I I owned that I one owned as that a child. Toy. I had that toy. Yeah. My, I'm like, oh, my cousin had that one, and we had this, and then I was like, where did they all go? Yeah, gone in the ether. Dude. So do you remember the movie uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Mm-hmm. I think there was a place there where like was it was it Sharkboy and Lava Girl? I don't know. There was a movie there I remember watching as a kid. It might not be Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Where like everything that was like lost or ever lost goes to a specific place. No. It was Halloween Town. Halloween Town, uh, where there's like witches yes. and stuff. Then there's like this like one It's a like, Disney movie, by the way, for all those wondering. There's this like I don't remember which movie it was because it was, it was like the it was series. Two. The second one? 
It was two. Where there's like this like one guy in Halloween Town where yeah. all things that were ever lost yeah. goes to just shows up at his yeah, house. Yeah, pretty sure that's two. Yeah, so that's what it was. I'm pretty sure it's over there. All of our toys are over there. <laughs> Dude. That was yeah, no, I mean, it's always fun looking at those old toys because it's like brings back nostalgia. I like, I get those are like Mario games, like, and how they're running, like, like super speed. I'm just <laughs> like, uh, how? Oh, yeah, the speedrunners. I'm just like, that's absurd. Yeah, they're like, what was it, Mario 64? Yeah, the like, the people finished that game in under a minute. I don't know if that's I mean, not the full I, game, I, but I, they, they finished levels. No, they 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 beat the game. You can't beat the game in under a minute. They beat I don't, okay, you, not under a minute. I was a, a little bit, let's say, under five minutes. They beat the game. How do you run through a level in 30 seconds? Like, I don't, and now I need so to know how many levels there are they, to, to say that. William, they skip all the levels. How do you skip? Oh, they skip, they all do levels. that trick. They do like a little thing that gets them to the end and then uh, oh, beat the game. I don't necessarily consider that as, as a speed run because you didn't get all the stars. Gotcha. Fair enough. But people do it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that, that's cool stuff. Reddit, Reddit, AI. Uh, now, the question is, is when, when AI starts being used more and more and more and people start posting this content that AI has produced, it's going to end up back on the internet. Which is just in the future going to refeed the AI, train the new AI models. Yeah, and then so the AI just practically going to be training itself to a degree. No, why not? Because the AI can tell what it's created. You think so? I know. Can it tell what other AI has created? Not yet, but they will. I know ChatGPT because you can do it now. Like if you have a write a prompt and you read another ChatGPT the same prompt Mm -hmm. and tell it who wrote this. It can specify if it wrote it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you 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 create a prompt. You say, "Oh, write me some poem." Yeah. And then you go back to like another instance of ChatGPT, and you, you say, can go. Oh, no, who not, wrote this poem? Go to create a different user. Yeah. Then you write. You put the poem there and okay. ask it, "Who wrote this?" And it will wrote, say itself. Oh, I wrote it. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, it can identify if it wrote itself or not. Like if it wrote it or not. Yeah. So I'm assuming these other AIs had the same capability of identifying if it wrote it or not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tr- try that out. I'm gonna write something on on like Gemini and post it on. It won't tell that one. No, they don't communicate. Not Gemini, because they don't communicate. Yeah, but when they see, oh, I, I'll I'll write something on ChatGPT and post it on Gemini. It, they don't communicate. I know they don't communicate, but ChatGPT uh, gets trained up to a certain date on the internet. Gem- Gemini gets trained live. Yeah. So it pulls information live. So if I post something, uh, well. So the thing is, the AI training model doesn't have access to what the other model wrote. I understand that. Yeah. But if there's already a history of like how that AI model has posted, has written stuff before, like saying, oh, I just posted, I just made this out of with ChatGPT and then someone posted some some content, then that's information that the other AI model can it has to be posted somewhere. It has to be posted. Correct. It has to be posted somewhere. But that's like the the, the issue that I'm seeing coming down in the in the f- near future, where also that would mean that specifically, like if it's Gemini and ChatGPT, and you give it to Gemini, Gemini would have to have access to wherever it's being pulled from, mm-hmm. which I don't think if you like put it on Instagram, would have access. It could probably do it for YouTube. Yeah, it, yeah, for YouTube probably because uh, it has it would most likely have access to that mm-hmm. current YouTube. Yeah, since it's Google. Since it's Google, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's still so much development that's going to take place. I got some darker stuff. I, I have one more thing we can add that I, I didn't open this up just because I didn't think we we're going to talk about it, but you brought up AI. I, I didn't know we were going to bring up AI. Oh, I was because it was Reddit. It was Reddit. Let me just open it. It was Reddit. So news. I read an article, which... The article does not explain how it would make it work or nothing. It just says that they're working on this technology. Okay. Which. Let's dissect. Which essentially says it will be able. So we, as everyone knows, we currently have a crypto issue where you send coins to the wrong wallet, to the wrong thing. You lose it forever or you lose your keys. You lose it, that crypto, or you, you can lose access to it in many different ways. So they're creating an AI, an advanced AI model to just be able to recover those lost cryptos or they're trying to at least interesting yeah there's a lot there's a lot there that 
I'm skeptical about because how? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How is that going to work? So quick read. Like this is like one of the later paragraphs. It goes, <clears throat> at the heart of crypto, recovery are cutting edge technology solutions designed to tackle a variety of issues from forgotten passwords to damaged storage devices. Artifact AI models are the, fr um, the forefront of transforming crypto recovery strategies by harnessing the power of machine learning. These models can analyze vast data sets to identify patterns and predict the most likely password and encryption keys. AI-powered um, methods find new undetected patterns used to find lost passwords. Pass-GPT, a new model based on OpenAI's open JetGPT2, has a 20% more password guessing capacity than its um, counterparts. Pass-GPT uses the technical called uh, the technique called progressive stamping to generate hard to decipher passwords and evaluations evaluates the passwords strengths and weaknesses revealing its potential utility in crypto recovery efforts building on the foundation laid by ai the hardware that powers these recoveries efforts is equal is equally as important and they talk about gpus and um, cpus interesting yeah very interesting uh ambitious very ambitious because i'm saying like, i don't know how they're gonna get that to work so i think they probably get it to work for the password itself yeah so like uh, if you forgot your password you give it you're probably give it like a list of different things that you've done before or that password you use and everything mm -hmm. else or like or just type in a list of five new passwords passwords that you've never used before in your life and then it'll add that it was just collect information to see more or less what passwords and there i could see it making sense but in the case of oh i sense bitcoin or some crypto to a, a random wallet um, so i, I at that point it's lost maybe i misspoke but it's more so made, it looks yeah, like yeah so in that case where it's like password uh, password guessing to to unlock a certain like wallet that does exist they, they definitely have the keys already stored yeah. and it's just a password to get in well the keys wouldn't matter because with the keys you reset the password correct well the keys are inside the wallet and they lock they lock themselves out of the wallet yes like the second factor like so the keys authorize transactions to be done on chain yes but the wallet access is more so like just a little safe like a little key yeah. so then um in that case 100 percent that makes sense yeah but you said yeah you said the other thing i was like i don't know how the hell that's gonna <laughs> i was like i don't know how that's gonna work because the issue is with the amount of wallets that that exists and the level of encryption that's that's a matter of, of brute forcing and that's just not going to work. I mean, they also talk about algorithms versus sidechain versus side channel attacks. And then they go to ethics and security as well. Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. So we can go to the more morbid thing you wanted to know. Yeah. You said a word there that I forgot. I don't, I don't know what it was, but, uh, it, it, I was like, oh, that's that's quite interesting, because um, there's a new attack vector that was recently posted. A whole research study was this was done. Um, print listener, it's called. It's a new tool used by potential hackers. And what does it do? You may ask. It listens. It does listen. Do you know what it listens for? This, no. There's a shocking part. Gee, okay. For your fingerprint. How does it listen for your fingerprint? It listens for your fingerprint. The this attack this attack will essentially hear anytime your finger is swiped on screen, detect the the noise that it makes on the grooves and indentations and to the down to the pores. I just showed my, my fingerprint on screen. So but um So each finger makes different noises? Yeah, like the way like it rubs against the screen, like how you're swiping, it makes noises. And this software would essentially hear it, process it, and generate a fingerprint. How? Based off of the noise that it captured. How would it do that? It it does it. It detects it. There's, so I started reading this this research paper. Um, I'm gonna post it in the comment, not in the comments, in the description below. In case anyone's brave enough to start reading this, 
but there's actually very complex math associated with this like it would have to read the groove it's all the hypothesis the probability of finding pmp in the same pattern fingerprint data set d sub eight is p times pmp and then some weird letter u thing d sub eight and the probability of finding master print mp in the mixed fingerprint data set like it's literally insane math going on but essentially um it, it gathers information on like what they consider the left root, the left loop, the whirl, and the right loop of the finger. Uh, the specific, I had it somewhere here. Uh, proof of concept setup. So they want to record friction sounds produced by nine participants as they rub their fingers against the screen of the Google Pixel 4, which is covered with a matte screen protector. In the first experiment, participants will gradually increase the pressure and speed of their finger rubbing while swiping their fingers across the smartphone screen 15 times. And then in the second experiment, participants will wrap their fingers with a transparent tape and repeat the same rubbing motions as in the first experiment. Our objective is to identify specific acoustic features in the friction sounds that correspond to different fingerprint ridge patterns. So they gathered information like, oh, these people swiped this way and it made this noise. And then when other people, and then they start comparing it to, to start making a digital copy of your fingerprint based off of the sound that it produces. So the goal, the attacker aims to leverage print listener to deduce extensive fingerprint information of users by analyzing the friction sound produced when users swipe on their phone screens while engaged in audio and video calls on social media platforms. So the idea is that the person wouldn't even be in the same room with you. They'd have they'd either be watching you live stream on on Instagram, or uh, have a conversation with you on Discord, like in, in a group Discord. And you're mm -hmm. on a call and you're swiping. So like a lot of times, like when you're on Instagram, or or maybe even YouTube, the chat starts filling up. Mm -hmm. So like if you start swiping on the chat, like your your finger is literally rubbing across the screen. But how would they capture that sound? So. Uh, da, 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 da. For instance, users commonly swipe on their fingers to scroll through the browser's messages. In this paper, we focus on generating targeted synthetic pattern master prints with the following assumptions. Capability and knowledge, we assume that attacker can access the victim's finger friction sound. For example, the attacker has a victim's contact information, as in Discord, Skype, whatever. Then the attacker may proceed to initiate a voice or video call with the victim, connecting to the voice collaboration software for playing games or infiltrating the same online voice or video so they just pick it up over this over the audio like whatever microphone that is being used whether it be the person's phone so essentially these microphones would be able to capture yes. hours and because of it they would be able to yeah so if i just start swiping my finger on my screen but we have to register it like if we're talking right now and i'm going like this can mm -hmm. you hear it like how would it pick it up so and then and then it, it goes up. So this is a list of like uh, assumptions. And one of the assumptions is um, no advice. Uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, where is it? I, I read it somewhere where it's like the attacker will will know what will take in mind where um, where the user is and the environment. I'm trying to see if I can find it. We assume the user is cautious about the surrounding environment and protects the fingerprint carefully. The user will not actively disclose the fingerprint. Oh, no, these are just different assumptions. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously that the microphone would have to register the, the swiping to a degree. Well, damn. But yeah. Can't even swipe left, no right no more. Yeah, can't swipe right, can't swipe left. No swiping whatsoever. They got, they got you. Which is just absolutely wild. And then... On some other stuff, some documents got leaked for the Shot Spooter system. What's that? I can't believe I just said that. Shot Spotter system. You said Pooter? Spooter. Bingo. That's bad. <laughs> the Shot Spotter is uh, a system of, of microphones that are placed around cities 
to detect when shots are being fired in its vicinity. This has been a thing for a couple years already across the United States and across different cities in the world. The company that does this is called Sound Thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and their product is ShotSpotter. So the issue with this system is that uh, it has a lot of criticism from academics and activists saying that they believe the company uh, primarily stations their microphones in uh, locations of for, where communities of color and minorities are. So this document that got leaked happens to be a leaked document specifically outlining every single location of these microphones. Okay. And? There's a bunch <clears throat> of them. First of all, let's see, let's see. Maybe uh, Miami? A bunch of Miami. Oh, really? I'll take a screenshot uh, of this right now, and uh, I'll throw it up. <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch. You guys will see what he's talking about. I got no idea how many there are. Uh, so I could actually, so on top of like where they're where they're all at. So they're right now they're mostly in like the downtown area, up uh, uptown. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? Winwood. Maybe Little Haiti. Uh, I'm not too... I, I don't know. But there's a lot. And then there's also some in Miramar, some in Kendall. Okay, so... Mo- not Kendall. Um, Hollywood. Plenty of places. Benny, like, and a handful. So then, as we continue going down this, like, report, there's this little tool that someone created showing the specific cities that they're located in. And populations that are in this area so these microphones are placed on top of hospitals billboards schools uh and in some like uh communities um typically uh, multiple unit communities and for the most part from what i've been seeing yeah the majority of these are are in uh, minority locations except for like those places that are like super like white folk nation like Springfield, Illinois that one is straight down 50-50 like how many people live in the area of where these microphones pick up sound 9,500 whites 9,400 blacks Uh, they also include Asian and and Latin communities but if I go down to where is it? Florida, Florida, Florida Miami where is it? Where is it? Right here. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach. So we got a total sensors of 1,871 sensors in the area. Okay. The total population of 824,494 people. 824,000. Okay. That are within range of these sensors. Of the, of the sensors, yeah. Of that, 95,187 are white. 346,641 are black. Okay. 8,927 are Asian. Okay. And 355,195 are Latino. Okay. In this particular case, it seems pretty on point with with the demographic of Miami. Yeah. I was like, this one, uh, that's why I kept on looking through more. I was like, there's no way. I was like, this is just, this this is typically Miami. Um, but then look at, and I don't know what the the typical uh, demographic of Washington, Arlington, Alexandria, D.C., V.A., MD, so like the tri-state area. Okay. 85,778 white, 199,721 black. So almost double? Yeah, like double, for sure double. Okay. More than, more than double. And then 10,000 Asians. Oh, and then... This is the lat- the Latino one is so light, um, thirty three thousand. Okay, but in that particular case, definitely a lot more blacks. But so like, I thought uh, it was interesting. Are you waiting for me to say something? No, I'm just I'm just I'm just talking. Cause what happened? 
I can say some cancelable things right now. <laughs> this guy. This guy's saying yeah, you can say some cancelable things. Okay. Shoot, shoot, shoot. If you're willing to say it. If you if you could stand by it. So like like I go to Wil Wilmington, North Carolina. Twenty three thousand whites, twelve thousand seven hundred black. And then what is it? Where is this number? Total uh that's total population. Oh, two thousand six hundred thirty. What this is, this is not even showing me a number here. Oh yeah, two thousand six hundred thirty Latinos and five hundred eighty six Asians. But then if I go to the to the next one, Worcester, Massachusetts. Wait, which one was that? Was that one? Which one did I show? Oh my god, I just lost this. Yeah, Worcester, Massachusetts. No, that wasn't the one. I saw one where it was just like straight up white people. Like white just, people? Just white. It was just all white people. Massachusetts mainly white in some areas. Um. So like, it seems like there's some areas where it does, but like, I don't know what the demographic is. So I can't judge this. I can't say. Yeah. This is. Oh, this is targeting. Uh, a group but what of do they mean by targeting? Right. I'm assuming okay, they're so putting this. This is a company. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Fuck it. We get canceled. If I get canceled before, I get canceled for at this point. Okay. What? This is a company called Sound Thinking. <clears throat> I know what the company is. And they provide a service to local authorities Correct. called Shot Spotter. Yes. Where they install correct microphones. Yes. In areas, and alert them whenever shots, shots are, fired. are fired. Correct. Now the criticism by certain people is that they are putting up these in in in, or in areas of where, and I think I read somewhere where, like, where they're more likely to shoot. So, okay. Yeah. So we're putting up a system where you would want to know if their shots being fired. Mm -hmm. So I would assume you would apart you would want this in heavily trafficked areas. That's for sure, right? And I'm also going to assume you would want this where the largest amounts of shootings or reports of shootings occur. Period. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd say I want this everywhere. To a degree. Yes, but this is a privately owned company. Yeah, the, the city has to pay for it. Correct. So they can't afford to have it everywhere. So you mm -hmm. want major spots first. Yeah, wherever crime is more likely to happen with that. Mm -hmm. Minimum you would want it. Yeah, the idea is to deter. For sure, to deter. Well, if you can't see them, you can't deter them. Yeah, but if you know that they're there. But I, I never knew this existed. No? No. I didn't know this existed. I had zero idea this I existed. I didn't know this. Oh, interesting. I never heard this. First time I heard of this. Really? Right to this very podcast. <laughs> okay. So I have zero. I have zero information about. I have no. I, so zero I, I knew that this was a thing, but I just didn't know where they had it. So I was like, somewhere, somewhere, in Miami. So this is my thing. If this is a, if this is a tool used to one put in, if you can only put it so many places, you would want highly dense areas just of people, meaning you would want it near malls, you want it near schools, you would want Correct. it in all these areas. I would assume the next likely locations would be anywhere where the highest amount of gun violence or guns, just shootings mm -hmm. occur. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. those would be in more economically impoverished. I was, looking for, I was looking for impoverished and disenfranchised communities, mm -hmm. whether it be Hispanics, whether it be, you said blacks so blacks. Yeah, that's the blacks. Guys, mm -hmm. to add on top of the Hispanics and um, blacks, we also have white just in what well, I was gonna say um I, I there's a word I was thinking of uh -huh. I don't want to say that word we took we took a break I don't know what you're thinking of but what I was gonna say was that uh that the we I also want to say whites are in are can also be disenfranchised in other parts oh, of the country okay. yeah like it's not we don't see it often yeah, yeah, but yeah, for sure I mean the majority of people are in poverty that's fair <laughs> yeah fair that's, that's kind of how it is um there i was gonna say that we don't typically see too much asian shootings unless it's in like an organized crime or like yeah the asian mafia and they and don't that, play and that's at asian least gangs we see mafia. yeah asian gangs are mostly in like california yeah which i'm assuming you would want them in those neighborhoods yeah, of course. The same way you would want them near Italian neighborhoods, yeah, if like, near mafia, you know, if they're still running that up there in New York. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say you wouldn't want it in those areas, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, they're gonna put it in disenfranchised communities of any race. Yeah. So like, either be one more over the I'm other. I'm looking at Stock Stockton Lodi, California. Got it. Nine hundred six whites, 
439 Hispanics. Nice. That's it. There's no there's no blacks associated there. There's no Asians associated there. I thought I was I, I was looking for some Asians. From being honest. Oh, oh, I found them. San Jose, Sun Valley, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. That's where the Asians are at. All right. Jesus. Okay. That's where they're at. Where are they at? How many? A whole lot. William. I need a number, though. 1,123. You want to know what what whites are? 1,115. So there's more Asians than white people. And there's 622 Latinos, which is even less. California has a lot of Latinos. Now, the one that's surprising me is the blacks, because this is a very small number right here. Seven. Fourteen. Oh, I was close. But yeah, man. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, those people were saying that I would, I would say it's criticism because the thing is all this entire company was working under very, uh, white people, quiet. Uh, like they were super, they were there. Okay. So let me, let me read something that I think it's super important. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is that? Uh, until now, the exact locations of sound thinking sensors have been kept secret from both its police department clients and the public at large. And how the hell do the police know? Well, because the the company just puts the them company up? would tell them, "Oh, we heard sound over here, in this area." So if they have multiple things, they'll be like, "Oh, they could." So deduce. they give an alert to the police. They don't tell them where they it's. don't tell. They don't. Yeah, the police do not know where the microphones are at. They just the police just know where they're getting. Done. I have an issue with that. Why? I think the, the should the police know. <laughs> so the you know I don't know why they kept it a secret, but I do know that what they were doing was just. Alerting the police. Oh, we heard shootings in this area, and they pay for that service, and that's what they pay for exactly. Gotcha. Which makes sense. Like that's good. At yeah. least I like that. However, how do they pick these locations? I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I think more so the criticism should be is: Are you picking these locations out of you know, um, like yeah? Well, where's this? What are your criteria to pick these locations? Yeah, where so? the, where's the are these meeting? You know, safety threats. Are they meeting? You know, there's high mm-hmm. shootings here because mm-hmm. I thought that's what how they were yeah. like the, the police said. Oh, these are high uh, shooting areas and yeah. stuff like that. If that's not the case, then yes, there could be prejudice and all the other stuff everyone wants to put on it. But if there's in that, I wouldn't. No. Yeah, I guess it's more so that. Ah, you just took me on a fucking yeah. I'm sorry. Tangent on something that has nothing related to crypto or nothing. It's not. It's not. But I was talking about it because like I I I saw some something about like your fingers being swiped and I was like, what other security updates are there? So then I saw this and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Data leak. Data leak. But yeah, it's been a wild wild week. Bitcoin's pumping. Hackers are hacking. Uh. What else is what's, what else is going on? Oh, this is actually a pretty um interesting one. Ah, uh, okay. Crypto related. Fair. I was hoping you kept my rhythm going. Of what? I said uh, crypto's pumping, hackers are hacking. Oh, I didn't catch. And then my just, fault, my fault. Fine, fine. Fine. I, I fumbled, fumbled. <laughs> <clears throat> so Twitch is now accepting uh Dogecoin payments. Ah. Uh, they're accepting. They're going to accept that as one form of payment method to pay like streamers and stuff. Interesting. Which I thought was just cool. Like, that's mm-hmm. just progression, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, progression. People are onboarding their users onto crypto. We just posted today the... Well, you, you posted it, really. The uh, GoDaddy partnership with ENS. And if you go to ENS's website, it already has that partnership up live and running. Which is cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Um, yeah. What else you want to add? I got. I don't think I got anything else. If I'm being honest, if anything, I'll just probably I'll just probably just start scrolling through the internet and see what pops up. This guy. So I would like to add that currently, as we all know, Bitcoin's pumping. Yes, we we talked about that. Like an astronomical rocket. <laughs> But how a lot of altcoins, not, they're not all following that same trend and trajectory as of yet. They haven't had that same pump. So like the current crypto market cap is at almost, is at 2 trillion. But total three, which is everything, is if, if, which excludes Bitcoin and ETH, is only at 574 million. Billion, I'm sorry. Okay, that makes sense. 
And we still got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's so much potential for, for upside. So meaning, alts still need a pump. Yeah, alts still and have they a, pump. The thing is, alts aren't going to pump until crypto... Until Bitcoin goes sideways for yeah. a while and dominance goes down. Pretty much. That's all I wanted to add. That alts haven't pumped. Once they pump... And they really pump because as of right now they haven't. We're still far, far away from previous all-time high in um, just crypto market cap. I'm in total three. Mm-hmm. Crypto market cap. Bitcoin. Oh, I'm Bitcoin. not Bitcoin. Um, total three market cap. Yeah, total three. It's exciting. We still have another literally another five billion to go. Five hundred billion to go. We're on the precipice, William. We're on the precipice. And then after that, Jesus, we don't even know where we can go. Uh, to infinity and beyond. Yes. Infinity. That's what happens when, when you have a fiat currency that can literally print infinite amount of cash. Also, there's not much resistance on this uptrend in terms of um, total three market cap. It can just it could literally pump pretty much to six hundred twenty six billion with zero issues, just with dominance coming down. I heard one like really off the walls price prediction for Bitcoin. What? One billion in ten years. That's a wild one. Yeah, that's a wild one. <laughs> I don't know about that. I wouldn't be upset. That would make me a very rich man. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. That would make me very, very. I wealthy. might need to sell something at that <laughs> price range. <clears throat> well, that price range, you could literally just give some off and be like, eh. I. It. So, like, what? Uh, if you I can have, buy a very big if house. You have 10% of a billion, 10% of a Bitcoin. 10% of a billion is what, $100 million? Yes. Please. That's a very rich man. That's a very rich man. And I, you didn't even just sell all of it. I'm, I just, you need to just sell it to cover some expenses real quick. You also, I also. Not I financial mean, advice. It is money. You shouldn't buy the most expensive house in the cul-de-sac if you do own this, unless you own more than if you own a full Bitcoin. You can do whatever you want at that point. If Bitcoin's at a billion dollars and you own a full Bitcoin, you could absolutely do whatever the hell you want. I just don't think it'll reach that price. That's a bizarre, uh, you know, crazy number. I mean, it depends if they choose to keep on printing. Yes, they're of course, uh, of course, you know, they're gonna keep on printing. Right. <laughs> so the next, question is when. You're right. That's the question. I'll give you that. So I want to know the, uh, the from the fib levels. What's the next all time high for the total three? After eighty. After it breaks to one point one trillion. Okay. Wow. Oh, what is it? One point six. One point six. One point six trillion. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see what happens. I got nothing to add. Alex went on the rails on that one. Like, subscribe, follow, share comment everything you like do all the above we appreciate it greatly appreciate it we need it it keeps us it keeps us going it keeps us mo- okay yep i, I think i'm about to say it gets the people going it just gets us going it does keep get the people going though thank you guys for tuning in to another week it's been another week of your favorite crypto podcast sometimes crypto the unscripted crypto podcast hey yo, hey, yo.